I'm Donald Trump, and I love Alabama sportsmen. Come in, sit down, and listen to all hunting, all fishing, and all outdoors. If you get your feelings hurt when animals die, this isn't the show for you. Broadcasting from the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama, it's the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. And here's your host, Jamie Sparks. The state of Alabama is known as a gun state when it comes to us killing big bucks. Most hunters put down their bows when gun season comes in. But that's not what Sealy Lindsay did this year. Sealy is a 20-year-old who has a passion for big bucks, and he wanted to take one in his home state with his bow. This is a great hunting story, and this young man has plenty to talk about. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and subscribe to this podcast, all at Alabama Sportsman. All right, Sealy Lindsay, uh, I saw on Facebook the other day that you killed a, a really good buck with your bow in, Dece- in, in December at that. And, you know, in Alabama is a, is a gun state, a rifle state, basically. You know, it's not known for, you know, being a big buck producer or a, you know, for your bow and arrow. A lot of people go out of state when it comes to bow hunting. So let, uh, tell us a little bit about this buck that you killed and why were you hunting with a bow in December during the rut in Alabama? Yes, sir. I was hunting with bows. Actually, I killed that deer on January 10th. Right. So, um, oh, I'm basically sorry. on my basically on my place, uh, called the Little Brock Place, it's in Uniontown, Alabama. Right. And uh, I was hunting with a bow because I've killed, I would say, two, two, three deer that's touching the one forties with a gun. And all my buddies they shoot bows and they hunt a lot of public land out of their boats. And I said I'm going to pick up the bow this year, and I'm not going to touch a gun. I haven't touched my gun this uh, deer season. I kept it in the safe. I got me a bow, and I said, I'm going to bow hunt. Mm-hmm. And I've been experienced with the bows years to come. And I got me a bow, and um, I've hunted this place. It's me and my dad. We own it. My grandfather gave it to us mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And we've uh, actually, we've, I would say we killed 20, 20 rack, nice rack bucks in the last 15 years there between me and my dad. Wow. And um, we, we did a good bit of managing there taking out coal bucks, shooting a couple does, and uh, letting our deer grow. And I got some pictures of this deer when he was uh, two and a half, and he was just a regular basket rack eight. And um, I have, I would say I have about 10 to 12 bucks over there that look like that. And I've just been watching and watching and watching. And um, I had two of them this year that I said, uh, okay, I said it's about time. I've been watching these deer, and I think I want to harvest one of them. And uh, – I had a eight point that probably was maybe around the 135 mark, and he's actually six and a half. So he was an old deer. He just didn't get much on the horns. And then I had a watchtower. That was the deer I named. I named him when, because uh, he was a basket eight, but he had very long G2s. And I was sitting in the living room on my computer looking at my game cameras, and my grandfather was watching a uh, show on the television. Jimi Hendrix was playing along the Watchtower. Right. So uh, I called him Watchtower, and I've just been watching him and watching, watching him. He showed up this year, and I said, well, I want to get him this year. So I put in the time, and I put in the effort, and uh, I'll say I hunted about maybe 15 to 18 sits, and I finally got him Wow. one afternoon on January 10th. Wow. Well, tell us about the hunt, you know, that, that day, you know, leading up to that kill. So uh, walk us through that day, uh, you know, like we're there with you. 
Yes, sir. Well, I went hunting that morning, and uh, I've been getting a lot of my activity in this thicket that I've been hunting, and these bucks like to rut in this thicket. And like I said, Uniontown, Perry County, we have different rut times. But basically, the, the main rut is you're going to catch it from January 2nd to about January 15th. That's about prime time rut. Right. And I uh, went hunt that morning, and I said, well, this is the morning. I had northwest wind. It was 28 degrees that morning, blistering cold. And I said, he's going to be rutting, chasing these does. And um, I had a big mature doe come out of the thicket and run across. And I looked to my left, and there he was. And he came out at 80 yards and stopped broadside. I had my bow with me. I said, that's not a shot I can take. And he followed that doe. I got my grunt call out. I grunted at him. Um, and then I just saw him just run off in the woods chasing after that doe. He never paid me any attention. So I went back to the house, and I told my grandfather, I said, uh, so I saw a watchtower. I said he was at 80 yards, and he just went coming in closer. He said, well, you need to get rid of that boat and take your gun. I said, no. I said, if I can't kill the deer with a gun, I said, if I can't kill the deer with a bow, I might as well just not kill him. I said, I want to kill a, a deer with a bow. And I actually want to kill a deer that would be my best deer with a bow. And uh, so I went back that afternoon. And uh, same conditions, northwest wind. It was about maybe 32, 34. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a bunch of deer. I saw about 15 to 17 deer. I had uh, two nice uh, bucks, uh, one eight-point. They were chasing those, and then one nice seven-point. And a uh, seven-point was a very nice deer. He was actually a new deer that showed up, and I haven't seen him. So I, I knew it was a good afternoon. Right. And uh, about 4.45, I looked to my right, and it's a log road, logging road. Mm-hmm. And I could see Watchtower chasing the doe again. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't know if it was the same doe, but being the same day, I mean, it's a good possibility. Right. So the doe actually took a left and came in the field. I have a little thicket there. It's a little opened up. And she came in there, and she came in there right at 30 yards. So I said, this is my chance. Mm -hmm. Well, the seven point, the nice seven point and the nice eight point, they were still in the open right there. And I could have shot both of them deer. But I was wanting to wait because I knew something was going to happen that afternoon. Right. And, um. The seven point and the eight point, they both smelled the doe. She was in heat. So they came toward her. And then the doe ran straight to my stand. Well, when Watchtower saw them two bucks busting up his doe, he came in there full blast, charging right at them. And uh, he came in, threw his head down. They ran off, and he stopped right there at 28 yards. And I had my bow up. I was already ready because I was seeing him moving in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turned broadside at uh, 26 yards, and I pulled back on him. And when I pulled back on him, I had this little limb that comes out of a tree about 10 yards in front of me. And right where his shoulder was is where that limb was. So I had to actually squat down in my uh, hang-on. So I squatted down, and I was just basically right up underneath that limb. And my body was in a weird shape. I just didn't have – I wasn't standing right. So I said, but I, I practice these shots and practice shooting through a, a limb or shooting through some trees. So I squatted down and I took out, I put the pin right behind the shoulder and let it rip. And my nocturnal turned on and it went right through 
right behind his shoulder and it stuck in the other shoulder and uh it, he broke it off he snapped the arrow off Dang. and it was laying there and i'd seen he took a left and he ran up through the side of the thicket and then he ran back in the sage grass and when he ran in the sage grass you could just see his back legs come over the front of his head right and he just tumbled and um he didn't get up after that he was he he was running dead right and uh so i just called everybody i said i got him he's dead i kill watchtower and just said i said but with a bow i shot a nice buck when i was 14 with a bow and i was unexperienced with the adrenaline everything i got up and jumped him and never found the deer and i'm pretty sure i put a good shot on him when i was that deer when i was 14 so i said i know he's dead but i'm gonna give him an hour just lay him lay there and uh I sat there in the stand. I shot him probably around 4.58, 5 o'clock. And I got out of the stand at 6, right at 6 o'clock. Right. And I walked out there, got my arrow, blood all over the arrow, and uh, blood all the way up to the fletchings. Mm. So I know it went w- very good penetration on the deer. Right. And um, walked. I shoot a uh, QAD Exodus for right. all of the bow hunters out there. Mm-hmm. That's the number one broadhead I have found. I love it. It flies like a field point, and it's, bron- it's bone-crushing power. It's It zips right through them, even a 200-plus-pound 200, 200 deer. Right. And I followed the blood trail, blood everywhere. I knew I made a great shot, and I walked right up to him, right where he was laying. He never moved. He ran probably 65, 70 yards from where I hit him, and that was it. Well, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. So uh, what what when you rough scored him, what did you rough score him at? Uh, I rough scored him. He's going to score around anywhere from basically 146 to around 152 in that area. Wow. That, that's a monster. So, but I'm, I'm shooting probably for, I would say if I would, I rough scored him them. He's at the taxidermist right now. Right. So I never really got a chance because I wanted to get the cape there. I really wasn't worried about scoring the deer. Right. Because when I shoot a deer, I'm, Yes, I like, I'm a trophy hunter. I love the horns. I love right. the inches. I love the mass. But when I shoot a deer like that, I've been watching for five and a half years. It was more for me saying, I just shot a five, I tricked a five and a half year old buck, a mature buck with a bow at 26 yards and more worried about the inches on his horns. That's right. That's right. So, but uh, I would say, I, I, like I said, 146 to 152, but he's going to, I think he'll be right at 148, 149. Right. Man, that's a great buck, man. It's a great story. It's fun, too. Uh, yes, sir. All right. You said y'all got some land there, and uh, y'all y'all got, y'all have killed some great bucks like this. Tell us a little bit about what y'all are doing down there on your management program. What, what's going on? What are y'all doing? <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, 15 years ago, my uh, grandfather, it's basically, most of it's pasture land. And it's uh, separated in a one, two, three. It's separated in four separate pastures because, uh, you know, you got to cycle your cows around right. for grazing, especially in the wintertime. Right. And uh, so the back pasture, my dad, he gave it to my dad and my mom when I was born. When I was around four or five years old. And it was about 15, 16 years ago. And my dad said he was going to let the, the fourth pasture in the back where he was seeing the most of the deer he was going to let it grow up. And uh, he let it grow up in this tall sage grass, little bit of saplings. It just, it looks like a deer heaven. It's trails all the way through there. And my uh, grandfather, he fenced off a three-acre 
uh, basically kind of like a thicket to let grow up. And it's right beside uh, 450 um, acres of hardwoods. And uh, we just let that thicket grow up. And uh, we, my dad has a uh, mulching business, uh, Lindsey Land Clearing, where he environmental mulchers. He's got mulch machines, uh, underbrush pine trees, right. and all types of stuff like that. So um, he mulched me out a little place in there, about, I would say, 80, 80 to 130 yards long and probably around 50 yards wide. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where every year it seems like we have row crop fields all the way around us in about a mile circle. It's mm -hmm. farming. Perry County and the Black Belt soil is people farm, farm, and farm. It's soybeans, right. corn, uh, all types of uh, uh, agriculture there. Mm -hmm. So we usually, I will feed a little bit during the off season for my bucks, but I usually don't have to worry about feeding because they have all that agriculture around them. So they're going to put, they're going to get enough protein that they need for their horns. Right. So, um, but basically they'll leave during the summertime and they'll follow the same trails. And during uh, deer season, they love to stay in that thicket and they love to, they love to rut in that thicket. And that's just where they've always been for the last 15, 20 years. Right. And uh, that's how we got it set up back there. And, uh, but we, we, that's how we set it up. And we've always had, had mature bucks in there and nice, nice uh, genetics. Right. Well, what's the, what's the biggest buck you've taken off this property? My dad killed a 13 point that scored 157 inches. Wow. That's, that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest deer. We uh, had pictures of a deer um, last year and he was actually harvested by my buddy. Kyle Anderson, mm -hmm. he uh, scored a uh, 157 and a half, and he uh, won third place in the World Deer Expo up there in the bow class. Right. So uh, he killed that deer with a bow, and the story of that deer, he called him Alpha, mm -hmm. and he was traveling two and a half miles during bow season. And for wow. people saying deer don't travel that far, they travel. Oh yeah, they that do. Was, that, that was uh, he killed that deer uh, two weekends before gun season, and um. He was traveling two and a half miles. I had a couple of night pictures of him, but he had him coming in the daytime. And he set up on the backside of his uh, backside of his land where that deer, he found him where he was traveling. He would go down this big old gas line for about a mile and a half, and then he'd take a left, and then he would uh, come into my place at night to eat and feed. And um, But uh, he set a stand up right in the back corner, and he called him at 430 uh, coming to my place, and he smoked him, and it was a great buck. And but uh, it's it's big deer. I would say in a by a three mile circle around there, there's always at least one or two deer killed. That's 140 inches a year over there. Nah, y'all got it going on right there. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, on your on your uh, your property, do y'all do y'all plant any kind of food plots or anything, or do y'all just let it like you said, just let it run wild? We let it run wild. We have cows in the front of the first three pastures. It's uh, the first three pastures is around 200 acres, and then the back pasture is around um, 80 to 100 acres, and that's what we let grow up. Right. But we don't. Um, we we plant. We always planted the green field for like hunting season, and uh, we have a big shooting house out there, and uh, that's how I've killed. That's how we've killed all our deer. Right. It's just out of that one shooting house, and we planted. It's a it's a big big. Um, food plot during the 
during deer season. It's a, I would say it's a, a full acre and a half, two acres. So right. there's a lot of food for them right there, but and it connects to that thicket. And uh, every big buck that we've ever killed out of the shoot house is they come out of the thicket chasing the doe, and that's how we get a shot on them. Or they come down that logging road, and they come out in the field that way. But uh, like I said, I wanted to hunt with a bow, and I, it's mostly wide open there. Especially, but if you could, you can catch them on them trails walking through that high grass. But I said, I'm gonna get in that thicket and I'm gonna get something done in that thicket. So I cleared that, like I said, I cleared that little place out and I've been seeing deer. Uh, I've been seeing a bunch of deer this year. It's been a good season for deer to be moving, and that's how that's how I'm gonna start doing it. And that's how I'm gonna keep doing it until I can't pull back a bow. Say that there you go, buddy. That's, that's awesome. I like, I like, I like hearing that. Uh, um, on your around your property and stuff, do you have to worry about other hunters just killing anything, or is everybody around there like minded, like y'all? We, uh, I wouldn't say like minded. Uh, there's a bunch of hunters around there that do. They, they, if they, they're the hunters that's like, if it's brown, it's down. Yeah. And um, I try to, you know, ask everybody around there what they're seeing or what kind of cameras you're seeing. But uh, I think that's why my place is so good, to be honest with you. Uh, we. Even when we were gun hunting, we would shoot, you know, one time a year at mm -hmm. a nice buck. And maybe we'll shoot some couple of does real early in the season. But we would never pressure them there. So for all the hunters that are around there, they do. it's a bunch of hunters around there that say it's brown, it's down, or, you know, I'm killing the six-point buck. Or if it's 115 inches, I'm killing it. Right. Three-and-a-half-year-old deer. Right. So I think that's why that place attracts all them deer. Is because we don't we there's no pressure. We kill maybe one or two does to keep the to keep our management plan, and then we uh, kill a mature deer. And I think that's why we have good luck because we we do that. We do wait on wait on them. We do let them grow, and they know that they're safe there. The, the, the some of the other farms down there, the farmers down there, or the property owners close to y'all, do they do y'all have at least one or two that's doing about the same thing y'all are doing? Uh, we have one place. We have one person is right across from us, like that four hundred and uh fifty acres of hardwoods. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's another reason the place is producing these uh giant whitetails is is he doesn't hunt and uh he could probably hunts maybe three four times a year. Mm -hmm. You know, opening day during Christmas and maybe a time or two during rut. Mm -hmm. But uh, his whole place is really left alone um, throughout the the whole year. And, uh, but they stay in that hardwoods and they stay in our thicket. And, uh, it's a person maybe a mile, a mile south of us that they, uh, I hope they don't go to because he lays them down as fast as they come in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have them everywhere, you know? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, it's the main thing I would say to people that are trying to raise deer and trying to produce these big deer. I mean, I haven't been, my dad can tell you a whole lot more than I can. I've only been, he kind of gave me the place four years ago to say, here you go. I'm not hunting anymore. You manage it. You know, you know what to do. You know how to pick out your cold bucks. You know how to pick out what genetics you want. And he kind of gave me the reins. Mm -hmm. And I just, like I said, I've, uh, the deer are just attracted to that area. So, um, I, I think I've been doing a pretty good job of it, and um, it's actually worked out the past couple of years for me. It sounds like it. 
All right. Um, when it when it comes to you know a place like that, I know you know you got a lot of agricultural. So, do y'all have a lot of coyotes? Y'all got a coyote problems there? Yes, uh, yes, sir. We have a bunch of coyotes. But my grandfather, me and my grandfather, are big coyote hunters. Mm-hmm. And if you can look on my Instagram, it's uh, Sealy underscore Lindsay fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually do a couple of coyote uh, predator uh, challenges, competitions, and we've won. We've won a couple years, and we've lost a couple years. And it's basically, but we we hunt a lot of coyotes. And my grandfather was a pro staff for Mojo Outdoors, oh. uh, Philip Robinson, and uh, he's taught me how to coyote hunt. And so I kind of I kind of fix my problems. I kill about six coyotes off that place a year. And my grandfather, he deer hunts a good bit, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a killer himself. He he's a I wouldn't he he doesn't shoot sit in the shooting house. He's a stalk hunter. Right. So he goes in the woods and he stalks. He's 76 years old, walks four miles a day. He's great health, great shape, and he loves to hunt. He loves to get after it. That's all. And, uh, but he loves that coyote hunting. And he can call in. He can call him in and kill him. He, I would say he probably kills 30, 40 a year wow. in, um, in, the, in Perry County. Perry, Hale, and Dallas in that area. Yes, sir. Oh, he's doing Perry County a big favor. Oh, yes, sir. All, every cattle farmer, every agriculture farmer, all that land and we i would say that he has gained hunting access to for coyotes mm-hmm. i would say probably around twenty-five thousand acres that he has access to, <laughs> to kill coyotes that's awesome right there and, and doing that and too uh i guarantee you y'all's turkey population is booming there isn't it well i was i would love to say so but uh we've got a couple places that have a couple turkeys i love the turkey hunt i try to kill you know one or two a year but we don't, we don't have that many turkeys in our uh, in our in Perry County. Wow. It's a good bit in uh, North Perry, and then there's a good bit in uh, Dallas County, and it's a little bit in Hale. But that where where we're sit is on the Perry, Dallas, and Hale County line. Is you look at the map, it's that little bitty corner mm-hmm. where it goes down to like a tail on Perry County. That's right. where we're located. Right. And but uh, we don't have many turkeys there. I would love to say that we did, but we don't. Well, I hate to hear that. I love it. Turkey we, uh, I would say the 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 problem of our turkey population is the eagles in our area. Yeah. We like I have uh, five eagles that live on on my land itself, and there's eagles everywhere in Perry County. Are they the golden eagles or the bald eagles? They're both. Yeah, they're both. Mm-hmm. I have uh, on my place right now. I have two bald eagles, and I have uh, three gold. I, well, I say I have two golden eagles, two pairs. And then there's one extra one that I see every now and then that comes through the um, place. Right. I seen one the first time I ever seen one. I mean, uh, yeah, the first time I ever seen one in Alabama, Golden Eagle, was just the other day at our hunting club. Uh, he was actually sitting on the other hunting club side, and I was coming up the road, and I seen it, and I said, what in the world is that sitting up in that tree? And I said, it's too big to be a buzzer. When I got up there, I slowed down, and there he was, big old Golden Eagle. First yes, one sir, I- it's, a, it's a bunch of eagles in Perry County. It's- right. You can just ride down 80 and then come to Uniontown and take a ride and just ride down the country roads, and you will see at least eight on the afternoon. No lie. There's eagles everywhere. Wow. And I say that I, I don't you know. People say eagles, you know, there's a big bird, and, you know, turkey's a big bird, and, I, you know, that they can't kill a lot of them, but I think they can kill anyone they see. Oh, yeah, eagle can. That big golden eagle can. He's going he's gonna to get what he wants to eat. Oh yes, sir. They, they will. They are they are bad predators. I mean, they are, you know, top tier. 
Yeah, so but I'll tell you about the Eagles on my place. I love – well, I say I love the Eagles. You know, they probably hurt the turkey population. But I love the Eagles because uh, they sit – I got uh, – like I said, I got a hang on about 20 feet up and then stick it. And uh, five yards next to me is this huge pine tree that they built a huge nest up in there. Right. And um, every time I have ever killed a, a nice deer, before I ever lay my eyes on it, them eagles go absolutely insane. And every time I've seen Watchtower that morning, the eagles was they were making all types of racket. And then that afternoon, they make a bunch of noise too. I'm not going to say that they make a bunch of noise when you're going to see a 150 inch deer, but a good sized buck, they've always made some racket when they see them in the woods. Right. So they kind of, they kind of there, they kind of my protection because they're sitting there, and um, they start making all that noise. And I'm like, all right, see, it's it's time to get ready to shoot a deer because it's something out there that I don't see that they see. Right, that's pretty cool. I never knew nothing like that. Hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's 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 crazy. It happens every time. I don't know why, but it happens. Well, he's letting you know. Uh, what else do y'all do? I mean, I, I what what else kind of hunting are you into? Um, well. I love deer hunting. I do a bunch of deer hunting, but what I what my favorite type of hunting is is duck hunting. And uh, I got a couple good buddies. They love duck hunting, and we we hunt a bunch of catfish ponds in uh, Perry County. We have a couple of uh, pastures, like pond pastures, that we hunt, and uh, we got a couple timber holes, and uh, we hunt a good bit on the river as well. And uh, I I just bought me a boat, a havoc. And um, I'm I'm just loving it. I love to duck hunt. I I love to go after anything like birds. So turkeys and ducks is where I'm at on the hunting. That's that's what I really love to do. But it's it's hard to get rid of that deer hunting when you. I would say when I have a you know a private land like I like I'm blessed to have right. the good the good Lord has blessed me with uh with some good land to hunt deer on, and I love to deer hunt. But yeah. my favorite I would have to say is would be duck hunting. Right. Do you do you think do you feel to your like yourself? I mean, uh, to yourself, do you feel like uh, running cameras on a piece of property? Do you feel like that you know all the deer that are there? And so, like, take for instance this this hunt you just been on, and you said, okay, uh, high tower is my target buck. So once I kill him, I'm not going to deer hunt anymore this year. So, do you feel like if you didn't have cameras there, you would be in the woods more often? Um. I would, I would deer say hunting. this. I would say this. Running cameras helps you tremendously. Mm-hmm. It lets you know where the deer's coming in there, and it lets you know what times they're coming in there. And I don't run like I don't have cellular cameras. Right. I run cards, mm-hmm. and um, I sit. And people's like, you know, that everybody's going to the cellular camera because for two reasons: one, not throw your scent in your fields; two, if you live away from your hunting land. Well, I live right beside my hunt land. Um, every weekend I go down there, and uh, I run my cards, and I go in there at the same time uh, every every Saturday, Saturday at around 10 o'clock. So I usually hunt that morning, and since I'm hunting that morning, my thicket, my scent's already, you know, on the right, ground there. Right. And uh, so I just, you know, go out there 20 yards, grab my camera, and uh, head back to the four-wheeler. So... But I would say that uh, running cameras is great. I put cameras out. I run cameras all year long. And I try to, in the off season, I check them about once every month. You know, just make sure my batteries and make sure my camera is working. And I've had uh, pictures and pictures and pictures of Watchtower 
uh, coming out of that thicket, following them trails, going to them agriculture fields, and um, and I but I never had a picture of him in velvet, which was a crazy thing. I had a picture of him shedding velvet, but I never had a picture of him in full velvet. Wow. So, but uh, I would I would say if anybody, but I wouldn't tell you to hunt the cameras though. Right. You can't you can't hunt the cameras because rutting deer, like I said, that one deer traveling two and a half miles before rutting season. Right. I would say that them deer during rutting season would travel six, seven, eight miles, and it's it's easy for a deer to travel that. And uh, I last year I killed a deer with my gun that scored one thirty eight and a half. And I had uh, two bucks on camera that uh, I was watching. One was Watchtower. The other was um, his running mate. And I and I saw them during the daytime, morning, afternoon. I've always seen them deer come in the field. But I never really wanted to shoot them because they were both. One was five and a half. And I wanted, like I said, he was that big eight point. I wanted to get him one more year just to see what he would make. Right, and then Watchtower, I knew he was going to be a giant next year. He was four and a half years old, and but uh, I killed a deer. He was six and a half years old. Like I said, it's for one thirty-eight and a half. He was eleven point with three kickers. And wow. the day I killed that deer, I never had a picture of that deer. Any uh, out of the last three, four years I've been managed, my dad gave me the reins to manage that place. I never had a picture of that deer. What time so of year did you say it was? It was the same time I killed Watchtower. It was January 10th. Well, he probably picked up the scent of a doe, and here he came. Yes, sir. Yep. It was It was around, it was, I wouldn't say on January 10th, but it was around January 8th, 9th, and 10th. I've always, every time I've killed a deer would be around the very, the very first two weeks of January. Right. Heck, yeah. Well, how many mounts do you have? I mean, you just talked about a, a, good, a great buck you killed last year, and now we see a, a watchtower here. So how many mounts do you have? I have five deer on the wall that's 130 inches plus. And then my dad has uh, five deer on the wall. That's uh, He has two in the one. He has one in the 130s, two in the 140s, and then two in the 150s. And uh, that's he, he was hunting probably, like I said, we got that land 15, 16 years ago. And he was hunting the base of the first 10 years. And he doesn't hunt really much anymore. He's, he's busy doing his mulching machines, and he never has really any time to hunt. So, uh, but uh, we have 10 deer on our wall that's 130 inches and plus. And we have a bunch of European mounts that are in the low 130s. And uh, very high 120s, just touching the 130 mark. And uh, we have a bunch of, I would say we have probably 15 European mounts. Wow. Uh, and they all, every single deer, a European mount and a, a shoulder mount has came off this place. Man, that's awesome. Off that one property. Yes, sir. When I was young, when I was, you know, six, seven years old, I killed my first deer when I was six years old with a 223. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was aiming right behind his shoulder. At a hundred yards, and I hit him right behind the ear. It was a head. It was a head shot on him. Wow. And uh, but uh, he he was my first uh, mount on the wall. And me being young, and my dad, you know, want me to kill a bunch of deer. I killed. It had a I, the place had to regroup because I killed three deer a year from the age of six to ten years old. Right. And as long as they were, you know, four and a half years old, 125 inches or better. My dad let me rip the trigger on them, and I was I was knocking them down. Heck yeah. 
That's, that's what you want when you're your little kid, you know. You want to kill. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was, I was, uh, I was, like I said, I killed three bucks a year from ages to six to ten. And then uh, I started hunting by myself at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of learned, I said, you know, around 12 and 14, I said, I'm going to kind of, you know, slow down and just shoot mature bucks, you know, five and a half years old or plus. I really don't care about the horns, to be honest with you. I mean, like I said, I love to trophy hunt. I love to see the mass. I love to see the time length and the width. But uh, I'm looking for a mature deer, five and a half, six and a half years old. That big um, body. yeah. Yes, sir. The watch type, the deer I killed last year weighed 208, and he was six and a half, and this was during rut season. And the watch tower, the deer I killed this year, he weighed 217. Wow. So if that's wow. telling you anything, that shows you how much agriculture there is around. And yeah. both of them deer were killed in prime rutting time. So that means they've all lost, you know, right. 20, 25 pounds. Yep. Man, that's awesome. So, that's great. Yes, so, sir. So, what else do you have mounted on the wall? Do you got anything else? Ducks or turkeys? Or oh anything yes, sir. Else? I have a, I have a couple of ducks. I have a couple of red heads and uh, right. mallards and wood ducks, yeah. and I have a, uh, a spoonbill, a Hollywood shoveler, as I like to call him. Yeah. And he's actually a. Uh, people say that he's an albino, but he's, but he just has a lot of white on him. Most of them ducks, you know, they have a little bit of white on their stomach. Right. But he's got white going down his wings and white coming all the way down his back. He's a beautiful bird. And I got a bunch of turkeys. I got one turkey that won uh, Bird of the Year at Woods and Water. They have a little, you know, annual little big turkey contest. There's nothing to enter. All you got to do is take your bird up there, and it's a $200 gift card. It's not a big deal, but uh, it's about – you know 80 to 100 birds entered in it every year mm-hmm. in the state of alabama and all, every bird has to be killed in the state of alabama right and um that bird he had an inch and three quarter inch spurs and a 12 inch beard and weighed 23 pounds oh my and I kept, gosh he was he was a hoss and um i should have full body mounted him but i killed him like i said i killed him at 14 years old so uh, i didn't have a bunch of money in my pocket to mount him and my dad's my dad's never been much on like the bird hunt. He thinks it's just a bird, but yeah. uh, I I love it. So uh, my grandmother, she does a good bit of taxidermist work for you no know, just family and friends. Right. So uh, she's done all my turkey mounts, and uh, I've had I got seven turkeys on the wall, but that's, that's my awesome. biggest bird. Oh man, inch and three quarter yes, spurs. Golly, that's a he monster. was uh, he, he was he was killed on uh. Back on the Hale County, Perry County line, a little place that uh, my grandfather and me used to coyote hunt on, coyote hunt on right. Robert Bambirds. And uh, we killed a bunch of coyotes for him, and he always said, go out there and kill your one turkey. Heck yeah. So, Man, that's awesome. Golly, that is awesome. And uh, I caught, when I called him up, I called two of them up, and the other one had 11-inch beard, an inch and a half spurs. My grandfather went back the next day and killed him. So... Uh, we 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 probably killed the two biggest birds off that place. And um, my man, like I said, me and my grandfather, my dad's, my dad. If it wasn't for my dad, and my grandfather, at 20 years old, I would have zero hunting experience. They've That's taught awesome. me everything I've known. My grandfather is big time hunter: coyotes, turkeys, deer. He doesn't duck hunt much. He used to duck hunt when he was younger. And then my dad, he's always been, you know, just a straight deer hunter. Right. And um, but they've uh, taught me how to shoot guns. They uh, they they taught me everything I know. Now they none of them 
my dad used to bow hunt when he was younger. And uh, he always said, he said, if you're going to shoot a bow, you got to hit them just perfect. So, and me actually getting into bow hunting, I figured that out too. You got to, you got to hit them good to, you know, knock them down, especially a 200 pound buck. You got that right. You got that right. Yes, sir. And your, your dad and your granddad sound like uh, two great, great men is what they sound like. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I give all the credit to them. I give every credit to them for hunting because they've taught me everything I know. And they, they, like, my dad, he's always been the trophy hunter. And my grandfather, he's he's, he's going to shoot anything he walks up on basically. I, I wouldn't say anything, but uh, if he's got eight points, he, he's, a, he's a killer now. Yep, yep. His uh, name is Coyote Rob. That's what they call him in the Coyote Union Rob. Town. <laughs> Coyote Rob. And uh, yeah. he's, he's a stalk hunter. He's a straight, natural-born hunter. So right. he doesn't hunt in a shooting house. He doesn't hunt over green fields. He doesn't hunt over any type of bait. He goes after them, and he goes where the deer are, and he gets it done. He kills He kills a good bit of deer every year yeah. and at 76 years old. That's awesome. That's and awesome. he's killed a bunch of nice deer. I'll say he's killed, you no. Know, he killed one eight-point that scored 158 inches. Wow. So... And he and that that mount actually got stolen from him in the hunt camp. They broke in and stole that mount from him. But uh, he's got uh five or six mounts at a hunt club right down the road from us, and um, all them deer over 140 inches. Man. So he's killed his. He might kill everything that walks, but he's killed his trophies too. Right, man, that's awesome. I mean, you know, a lot of people can't say they've killed a 140 inch deer in Alabama. I mean, no sir, a lot, no, sir. A lot of people can't say they killed a 130 inch deer in Alabama. And, yeah, no, sir. And, and y'all, your family have taken a lot of great bucks here in the state. So, man, uh, I applaud y'all and congratulate you on it. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Celie, I know I've taken up a lot of your time, man, and I really appreciate you coming on. And, I mean, you got some great stories. I probably could talk to you for another hour or so. So, uh, but I got to get something to eat. I'm starving to death. And, uh, and uh, so, but, man, I hope, I hope you have a great rest of the year. And I hope you kill. Well, this weekend's the end of the duck season for you, so you better go yes. Saturday and Sunday. And I'll be out. On, I'll be out on the water. Well, actually, be probably in more of my personal holes Saturday morning. I'll be out. Be out on the water Sunday. It's kind of messed us up this weekend because uh, in the state of Alabama, WMA right. is a uh, gun gun weekend, so we can't uh, hunt ducks on WMA. Right. So we're gonna try to at least get it done on some sloughs and some creek channels. And uh, maybe some of my personal places I have ducks. Well, so hope, we're gonna get after them. I hope y'all limit out on those, and uh, and I hope y'all uh, have a great turkey season too, man. Because uh, you know, much as you like turkeys, man, I, I hope you I hope you stack them up this year. Oh yes, sir, yes, sir. Maybe I can. I just love calling them up for some people. So I, maybe I I, maybe I can get some invites and call some birds up for some people, and maybe I can kill some myself. Heck you yeah. too. Yeah, man, I love it. I love. I, I don't mind as long as I'm involved in the turkey hunt. You know, with the, I don't care if it, I don't care if I'm killing it. I like to kill my birds, but I don't care if I'm killing. It. If I'm calling up or videoing for somebody, man, that's just as much fun to me as if I'm pulling the trigger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, bud, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm glad you done this for us. I really want to thank you, and I want to congratulate you on a great, great, great buck. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Yes, sir. You too.